0: Yes, she. Yes, she. All
1: right,
0: are we ready? Yes. Maya? Okay, I'm here. Okay. In five, four, three, two. Look at you. You made it. It's another episode of We Did That Shit, where we talk about who did some shit, how we got through some shit. And what we learn from shit. I'm Maya. And I'm Babi. Hey podcast family. Just want to say that we appreciate your support. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And tell us what you think. We're on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At We Did That Shit. All one word. Hey. Hey, ma. I missed you, boo. I
1: know. Dang. We haven't (laughs) recorded together in what has it been? Two weeks?
0: I know. Like, forget the recording. Like, we talk every day. (laughs) I
1: know. Well, you wanted to be out living your best life. As I told the podcast family um, last week when I had to hold the fork down by myself, you was out
0: in the world. You did that shit, Bill. <laughs>
1: Let me tell you something. When I, when I, when we first talked about me recording by myself, I'm thinking like, what the hell I'm gonna talk about by myself? Because usually it's like me and you. So we, you know, right? You got somebody to interject and everything. Now it's just like me. For a minute there, I felt like I was talking to myself, but then it was just like, girl, you be here so, talking to yourself sometimes.
0: You be. <laughs> Exactly. And somebody's listening eventually. Exactly.
1: Yes. (laughs) So, how was your week now that you're back and everything?
0: My two weeks was 25 Shades of Fabulous.
1: Oh yeah, tell us all about the trip I t- I said that I couldn't wait for you to come back So that you could um, tell me and everybody Even though you know I heard some of this stuff before But yeah, tell everybody how the trip was
0: I'm just saying Stacey Lynn Hallman You did that shit, girl Okay So, I mean, no, she did that shit And really, words cannot describe the trip so the first leg of the trip was morocco Mm -hmm. um so a friend of mine wanted to celebrate her birthday in morocco cool you know i'm down i'm always down for a trip Mm -hmm. but like okay she really had a birthday celebration in morocco like itinerary a real birthday party nice exclusive yes and I mean it was 25 shades of fabulous and um personally it was great for me for a few reasons the mm. first one was I traveled with my best friend
1: nice
0: So Your only friend this... so that was wonderful <laughs> <laughs> so, so and who is also Stacy's best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, her and Stacy are best friends and she's my best best friend. And and so we traveled together and uh, twelve whole days together, you nice. know. And we've been friends for thirty five years. We laughed, we cried, we hollered at each other, we talked about things, like it was fabulous. Um and also it was a group trip. Now I've only known I know, you know, Pork and Stacy, but and I've met two other people before mm-hmm. everybody else I had never met
1: mm-hmm. and
0: a lot of the group had never met each other
1: nice oh what a what a nice thing a group trip
0: yes emphasis on group because they were males and females but it was females there, it was females there right there were females there other than 13 you or were 14 of them Yes, it Ooh. was like 13, 14 females, okay. all alpha females too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All alpha females. And there was not, however, there were still men on the trip. Right. And there was not one altercation, mm. spat, disagreement type mm. things. Nobody was fighting for. I was, it was.
1: Sounds so familiar. <mwah>! nice.
0: Familiar to what?
1: Familiar because to every year I go on a girl's trip and it's the same thing. It's never you no always problem. come back. You always I, come listen, back I always a, little, say, a little I always come back something. and say little something just because I am who I am. And so, you know, I don't like just goofy nonsense. And so, but it's never anything like that. That's my shit. You know what I'm saying? And I can admit to that. So when we talk about like like you said, when you first came on, we talk about some shit. Yeah, it is, that's my shit. So...
0: Yeah, we have... But it was a wonderful, wonderful time. It was my first time in a Muslim country. Mm -hmm. Mm, That was different. Um, I just don't understand that if it's a male-dominated culture, why do you have these men working in hospitality? I don't understand. Right, where
1: you're going (laughs) to have to take... Take orders. Orders (laughs) from women that are traveling, (laughs) spending their money. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. So, um... You know, but it was wonderful, Wonder, I mean, 25 Shades of Fabulous. There's nothing bad I can say. Pictures, videos, nothing does it any justice. Mm-hmm. It was great. And then on the um, when I, we booked the flight, the layover in Lisbon was like 18 hours. hmm So we just stayed three extra nights in Lisbon. Nice. Um, just me and my best friend. Now, I just want to say Lisbon, Portugal had, they were struggling with their economy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, any place that has uh, a shoreline, beach, or anything like that should not struggle. They should learn from Lisbon. They turned Lisbon into a pure tourist city. And when I tell you, they party in the streets all night long. (laughs) I mean, all night long.
1: That's where we need to go. Like me and my girls that I travel with.
0: I mean, all night long. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: you could be sitting in a restaurant, and they don't eat dinner until, like, 8 o'clock at night. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And like nine thirty, ten o'clock. Boop, 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 right. You know, people dancing <laughs> in the street. There's live music going on. It's just like, oh my gosh! And the people like never sleep. And I was like, who makes money in this place? Like, what do people do for a living? Uh-huh. And so a lot of people told us it's like only architects and lawyers. They they make, but they really like the only people who work. Well, that is probably somewhere. So be. um, hey. <laughs> well, you know. This is only my hundredth trip somewhere and I ain't met a you know or somebody to just put me in the harem yet. So right.
1: it, I, got <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> I know the movie I stuff got... never happens to us.
0: It never. So what the you heck? know, so but I'm so looking forward to next year. Definitely going again, you know, Good wherever on. uh her wherever she wants to celebrate her birthday, it's uh fine with me because we just had a really, really, really Great time. Nice. She did that shit. So, I mean, I haven't talked to you. What's going on? I've, the internet in Morocco was, like, really, really sketchy. Uh-huh. Um, But, Lisbeth, it was a little better. So, I'm, like, all the things that happened, you know, I didn't catch everything. Right. What's been going on?
1: Um, wait. As far as my week is concerned? Or just the shit that's going that on? That too.
0: I want to know, I want because I haven't talked to you. So, what's What's going well, on with you? How with was your two weeks?
1: My two weeks? Damn, you know what? I, I, You know I don't know what I did yesterday. So, if I think back to a week, I ain't got shit. Um, well,
0: the first week when I left, you had the baby with you.
1: Right. And so, you was doing activities. Yeah, right. So, I talked about that, you know, um, last week. My mom and my niece came, and we did our little thing. You know, my niece and my mother, they could spend some money. Uh <laughs> They are cut from the same cloth. Like that is her grandchild 100%. Because when you talk about spending some money, she know Mm. how to spend it. Both of them. So we had a good time with that. Went to see Beyonce and Jay-Z. How was was it? It was great. But I had like the worst experience with Vivid Seats. I'm waiting for them to get back with me right now. Uh, They sold me some faulty tickets. Woo! Yeah, girl. Let me tell you this little quick story. So I'm waiting for them to get back to me because when we I ordered the tickets like months ahead of time, you know, Beyonce mm-hmm. when she comes into concert, she get her shit out early. So I got the tickets, me and um Imani. Right. And um So we get to the venue, we in line, we dancing, Eh, Beyonce, Uh give the little boy our tickets. It's like invalid tickets and it's the red, invalid, bam, 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 all (laughs) out. So now we in the line, I'm looking like mad embarrassed, like dress, makeup, (laughs) mommy doing it to the nines with her heels and it's like, bam, bam, bam. So I'm like, no, scan it again. You know, like when your credit card get rejected, you'd be like, nah, (laughs) run it through again. (laughs) So he ran it through like four times. It kept giving us the bant, bam, bant. So I'm like you know so he was like I don't know what's going on but hold on we gonna get it straight so he was getting called call like his supervisor or whatever but she was mm-hmm. talking so after a while he was just like just go ahead I don't know what the hell is going on just go ahead so we like all right so I'm have it in my mind like invalid tickets so we get to our seats great seats we enroll um We in a row, excuse me, and we in a seats one and two. So like Mm -hmm. an hour into the show while they're performing, this couple comes up, Uh, a, a man and a woman It's a white man and a black woman. Right. And that's important to know. The, the reason right. why I said that, right? Because because right. you know, if it was somebody else, they'd be like, "Not playing." This is us, seat full and five. Right. So right. <laughs> they they like, "What seat are you in?" We tell them what seat we in, with row. So the girl is like, "Oh, we might be on the other side." You know what I'm saying? So they mm-hmm. get ready go to the other side, but she like, "No, this is our seats." So they go get the lady who works there. She comes over and she's like, "Let me see your tickets." I had my tickets and my receipt. If something told me take the receipt, right? So mm-hmm. they come. We got the Same exact tickets, the same section, the same seat, the same row, same everything. So the lady that works there, she like, well, I can't make them move. They've been here. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going on. Y'all got the same tickets. Now, mind you, in my mind, it's like invalid ticket. I'm still thinking about that. Right. So I, the the service was crazy as hell in the Lincoln um, financial field. I'm trying to call people like, pull up my email, here go my password, see if you can find the ticket, Mm -hmm. you know, so I can see if they come back, I got my receipts, you know, but couldn't find it because I thought that I purchased under Ticketmaster, but I really, you know, did it under Vivid Seats. That was the first time I had ever used Vivid Seats, and it will be my last time because that was some bullshit. And so to wrap it up, to make the long story short, we got, we, you know, was at the concert, but that happened and I'm pissed I want my motherfucking money back because right you sold me and what about the other
0: people where did
1: they go I don't know where they went. They just, the guy was, the man was like, don't worry about it. Just stay. And I'm looking at him like, I ain't worried because I'm not moving. We all got right. the same seats. But what I'm thinking in my mind is they come back and they scan these tickets. They're going to say invalid tickets. And then I'm really going mm-hmm. to be pissed. So he, mm-hmm. so the lady comes back because she trying to film Jay-Z and Beyonce, you know, she like, where do people go? we like, well, no. So she was like, well, just keep on having a good time, baby. You know, and and mm-hmm. we just had a good time, and then the show was over. But the next day, I contacted Vivid Seats, like, what is the deal? These tickets was high as hell. All them service charges, right. I want my money back. Yeah, I want right. my money back. And I had everything to submit to them to show, like, and tell them what happened. So we'll see what so happened. So what I-
0: happened? Ticketmaster didn't have any more tickets? Well, I never even heard of Vivid Seats. Why did you order through them? I
1: don't know. It's just like... Ticketmaster had the resale tickets, but Vivid Seat had a better seat for maybe okay. like, I don't know, $30 cheaper. So it was like, let's just okay. go with them. And so that's why we went with them. And But again, that would be my last time going with them. Now, I have um, right. ordered through third parties before, StubHub and stuff like that, and never had that happen to me. And um, so I'll keep you posted on what's going on. But other than that, this week, I really didn't do much, but try to work out and trying to live my best life, trying to be healthy. And let me tell you something. I talk about weight a lot on this podcast. When I lose this weight, I'm never gaining weight again. And quote me by saying that. Never. This is bullshit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm getting ready to be into my next check box. You know, when the box say Mm -hmm. 20 to 25, 25 to 30. You know what I'm saying? So I'm getting ready to be in my next check box on my birthday. And I'm not going to my next check box with the unwanted extra I'm just not Mm -hmm. so you know I keep you posted on how that's going too but that's that's how the week has been going I mean other than that you know it's a bunch of shit
0: going on yeah well let's get into it who did some shit this week
1: so we I didn't talk about it last week because I was waiting for you to come back because you have children And, um, you Mm -hmm. was a single mother. And so I wanted to get your opinion on the Blake Griffin thing. So, you know, so, you know, Blake Griffin, the basketball (laughs) player, um, Uh he was ordered to pay $258,000 a month Uh in child support for Uh his two children that he got with this chip. Uh Uh And, you know, of course it was all the buzz on social media, right? How you feel about? I mean, like I have my own thoughts about two hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. Do I think you need two hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars a month to to take care yes, of your I child? Yes, I do.
0: Yes, I do. Yes, well, I do. I'm not, This is yes, what I'll I say.
1: I don't know if I think mm-hmm. that you need two hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars to take care of your child. But what mm-hmm. I will say is this: Look deep before you leap. Stop just having babies with randoms exactly you know like exactly. you was in first one a relationship. All, got two with children this chick. Look, it's you, two children right you was in a relationship with this that's right yeah two two children he was in a relationship with this chick you knew how much money you brought in a year so they saying you know mm-hmm. you bring in 35 million a year so really the 250 mm-hmm. a month is not going to mm-hmm. hurt you. It equals out to be like, what, two, three million dollars a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you bring it in thirty five the two or three is not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and when you think about it like that, no, it's not going to hurt you. Because I think it's like 9%. it's not so much.
0: It's not so much of it hurting you. It's one. Exactly what you said. One thing is exactly what you said. When, you know, people are just out here. Uh, swapping sexual fluids like no tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Getting strippers pregnant, drippers pregnant, Mm -hmm. rippers pregnant, you know, and you don't know who these people are these relations like your mom and dad don't even know each other's last name until you go to court. Right. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. You know, you're bringing all these kids into the world. I'm not saying that they're, they they did not have a relationship, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is just like you said, look deep before you leap. You're having these kids with no commitment. Right. And you know, things don't always work out. People right. become single parents. Now, How much money does he make that really does counter into it? Because the point is this is the point is that you, your children should be afforded the same lifestyle that you live. Right. You know, it is not fair. Does it take $256,000 a month to raise a child? No. However, for a person who makes millions of dollars right. who is always going to live in a nice neighborhood who can afford to send their child to the best private schools whether you're with the other the custodial parent or not right you should you should be and it's a shame that you have to be mandated to but mm-hmm. you should keep up those children's lifestyle as if they were still living in your home
1: well what I will say is this. And that unfortunately, the
0: true. court makes you unfortunately the court has to make you do that or you know, whatever. But right. yes, and that's what you get. That's, I mean that's it what is. You get.
1: listen, I agree a hundred percent with you with you. I have my own thoughts on child support, and I mean like that could be another topic for another time. Um, but what I will say to the chick is is this to him, look deep before you leave. You know, stop having kids by people that you know you ain't gonna be with. And how do you know Mm -hmm. that, motherfucker? You know, but to her, save them coins, sweetie, because you see a lot of athletes. While you say yes, you should be able to, you know, keep your kids and not be able to, but keep your kids in the same lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of athletes whose lifestyle change after the game right. or they invest wrong mm-hmm. you know whatever mm-hmm. the case is and so mm-hmm. as far as she is concerned save your coin sweetie because if something happens and then he's no longer um, you know the hot commodity he's not bringing in the 35 mm-hmm. million and he doesn't translate that into something else because the mm-hmm. more money you make we know the more money you spend and so mm-hmm. if his lifestyle changes you know you'll be able to make sure that you could take care of your kids the way that you are accustomed to taking care of them when you're getting that $258,000 a month.
0: But when you're getting the two hundred, dollars just like you said, the more money you make, the more you spend. Now, I was a single parent, mm-hmm. and you talk about saving coins. Alright, I sent my children to private school. I have no coins to save. Right. You know what I mean? So, she can't, and I understand what you're saying. You know, first of all, I believe in independence anyway. Like, you And no woman, I don't care how much it is. No woman should be living off child support. Right.
1: But they do. No
0: woman. I know. I'm just, I know they do. But I'm just saying no woman should be living off of child support. You still have to. I don't care if you get $250,000 a month in child support and you work at Ross. Right. Full time. Exactly. You, no woman should be living off child support. Alimony, maybe. But child support, no. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, if she's, if they were together and she's used to all his income and being able to do whatever for her children, it's still a drop for her. Mm-hmm. So if she's still paying school fees, uniforms, and, you know, I remember my children going to private school and it was a struggle for me. And I remember praying like, Lord, please don't let my kids be the poorest one in the school. mm uh-huh. You know, please, if no, I'm damn serious. I know you are, and I don't know.
1: What, I'm damn serious. I
0: was like, Lord, please don't let my children be the poorest one in the school. Lord, please, if there's an activity, don't let my kid be the only one right, who's not able to go. Right, and you know, and let them be able to go to stuff or whatever. And and praise be to God, He answers prayer because mm-hmm. you know Deja, especially Deja, she was just doing it up in school. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he was looking like one of the rich kids. Right. I mean, the Lord just was blessing that child. Yeah. so um you know she even drove her senior year they got senior parking lot and everything you couldn't tell her nothing mm-hmm. so um you know so i understand how it is to you know have to work on you know less and mm-hmm. even though two hundred fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money it's still less
1: yeah that's you right
0: yeah, well, so, I, but, I mean, but listen, I, I, don't, I don't feel I don't sorry have a,
1: for an athlete that gets caught up. I, don't I really feel don't feel sorry, for, sorry not, for nobody that gets caught up because exactly, at the end of the day, athlete or not. everything is about choices and you can make a choice to use protection. And I mean, like shit happens, people, protection breaks, right. people get pregnant. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But on some, just like I'm trying to get some, uh, uh, a, a quick, you know, lay and, and then you got to deal with it for the rest of your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, like... I don't feel sorry for that because you could have made a decision either. to do something better. And at the end of the day, like, we don't know if Blake Griffin has a problem with this, but you know mm-hmm. all of the dudes on social media was just like going off Because mm-hmm. it reminds me of, did you watch Love Is last night?
0: I did. I'm still trying to get adjusted. And I came home a day early to rest. I'm going to tell you, when I get home from work, I can't even make it. I'm asleep by six, seven o'clock.
1: Well, I gotta tell you this one little part. And and I mean you're that's fine, because
0: you know nothing spoils it for me, but go ahead.
1: Okay. Well, on the on on Love is the show that comes on own, you know. Um, mm-hmm. that's about it's loosely based, based on, on Mar right. Brock Akil and her husband's journey through love. Right. And so anyway on last night's episode, he got into it, the main character, Yassir, got into it with his baby's mother. And his, mm-hmm. his mother had this long monologue that he needed to hear. You know, but right. what she told him was, you ain't here. You all chasing your dreams. You trying to do what you gotta do. And we... Meaning her and him have an agreement that she will step in to take the role as the caregiver for his son while she while he's chasing his dreams. However, that doesn't Mm -hmm. take the place of a father, you know, and like the mother told him this girl, you got a problem with this girl. But this girl got to be the nurse. She got to be the doctor. She got to be the Mm -hmm. tooth fairy. She got to be the she got to be the playmate. She got to be the, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, provider, feed them, clothe them, house them. And you off living your damn dream. She don't have the luxury of going off and living her damn dream. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, uh, uh, Right. The person who got the kid always got to make it happen. And so exactly. that's what men or women who have a problem with the verdict of what he got to pay, got to realize, you know, like you was, you, you was a goofy, you was goofy, you was lame, you, know, lame. you was all of that <laughs> when, when you chose to have. The kid, when you didn't, when y'all, I don't know what the situation was, but the point is, is that she got your kids now and whether she got, had your kids for a check or whether she had them cause she really wanted she she thought the child was in love and she really wanted to have kids. They got to be taken care of. And so it is what it is. And people need to realize that, you know, what the parent that has the child every day got to go through before they start making their judgments, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But child, huh? Go ahead. No, I was just going to move on from that because yes. I wanted to talk about, um, this was something that happened, but I don't think that you were here for it. And if you was uh-huh. here for it, we didn't talk about it. So excuse us if it's old, but I got to bring it up because we both hate the Dallas Cowboys. And so I needed uh-huh. to bring up, you know, football uh-huh. season is here. Um, it's still boycott the NFL, I ain't going to lie. I did watch my Eagles win the Super Bowl and loved every minute of it, but I didn't watch That's the right. NFL really like all season. And the shit that happened with the uh, Dallas Cowboys, did you hear about what Jerry Jones said? He he basically gave his his players not an ultimatum, not like do this or else. He gave them uh, a ruling like it is Like you this- can't kneel. Exactly. Don't kneel. You ain't going to kneel. And then Dak Prescott, who is the, you know, Dallas Cowboys Mm -hmm. um, quarterback, Quarterback. he was like, yes, master, whatever you say, master, it's no need for me to pull up what he said, because that's what he said. When you agreed with Jerry Jones to tell you, not give you a choice, stay in a locker room, not give you a choice here, do this or else Mm -hmm. don't play for the Dallas Cowboys. No, he didn't do that. He said, this is what you're going to do. And Mm -hmm. his black ass, because you black, Mm -hmm. was like, okay, whatever you say, master. And my thing is, is this, like, NFL players, they got to make a living. You got to take care of your family. You got to take care of yourself. It's like any other job. But at what cost, because this ain't about the love for the game. You can't love getting knocked upside your head every week. I don't care if you played since you was in peewee football. I, I don't care. What level of I don't even know the word that I'm looking for. Like, what level do you have to be at to just accept anything?
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: even down to your manhood. And that pro You can everything. play
0: for another team. Right.
1: Right. You're well, a good quarterback. First,
0: first of all, first of all, First of all, Jerry Jones has been racist since he was born.
1: Since he was born. And he's not gonna change.
0: And right. Everybody and knows. Any him. any black player who plays for him, I just and I just don't understand black cowboy fans. I just I you know, the NFL is racist. As hell. But Jerry but Jerry Jones is like...
1: On a different level. Right? The leader
0: of the pack. Right. And I just, mm, you know, they had a good team back in the day. But this man really holds no person of color. Right. In any regard. He looks at you as my property. You play for me. Yeah. It's what I say. And when I'm done with you you will be dismissed. Exactly. And he will look he will look you square in the eye and say, "Glad to have you. We're a team. It's this and next week you ain't on the roster." Right. And they you know, if you're committed to the game, be committed to the game. But I just don't know how you can just sell yourself Cause that's what you're oh. doing.
1: And, and, and like listen, that. I have said this on plenty of occasions. I tweet this out all the time. You know it's my sentiment in life. At where we are at now, um, is you for us or you or or you not? It, it's, it's it's just simple. It's very simple. It's very cut and dry. It's no gray area. Mm-hmm. Either you are for black people or you're not. It's. That's just what it is. And you and yes, you have to choose a side, sweetheart. You got to choose a side. You either on this side or you not. And for black people who are not on this side, what are you doing with your life? Like, what are you doing with your life? I'm sorry. All that wanting to be inclusive and all that. That's cool. You know, like we are a human race. That's cool. But like, come on. Come on, people. Mm. And Dak Prescott, you are a good quarterback. You're going to go somewhere else and thrive. You're not – You. it's just like how I feel about employment, you know, you you work hard for yourself, you know what I'm saying? Jobs, like, you work hard, you do what you got to do, but at the end of the day, let's be real, jobs don't care nothing about you. You say your, your kid is sick, damn near on a the deathbed, they like, well, you going to drop him off at the doctor's and then be here at 10? Right. Or you right. need the 30 minutes? <laughs> or did you need right. the half day? Or, like, exactly. what's the deal? So you shouldn't right. be that committed to them because when your ass leaves, they will function without you. Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm.
0: And he, all those
1: players who feel and act like him. Hmm. But yeah, hmm. I, I just thought that was very interesting. But look, let's move on from that because we gotta talk about another black athlete who is out here reckless, Michael Jordan. So did, <sighs> did you hear what Michael Jordan did?
0: Um. Yes. And, or did not do, however you want to say it. Um, you know, yeah, I got nothing for Michael Jordan. Like, it's so funny to me because I know you, I know how you are and all of these things. You just be like, I can't even believe, like, look at this goof, look at this, you know. And I just look at people like, and I just, you can't give everybody credit. Michael Jordan makes a whole lot of money.
1: Yes. A lot. Oh, he
0: like makes a whole lot of money on endorsements and all that other kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, what we think really, you know, doesn't matter at all. But it really does make you look at him. First of all, a lot of people, me included, have already been looking at him like kind of sideways. Everybody talking about they love Michael Jordan, they love mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, they love Michael Jordan. But sometimes you just look at some person, that a person that really doesn't stand for anything. anything like he's never stood for anything he's never had a platform about anything like you know read to your kids or go to practice with your kids yeah. or fathers go get your sons or right. like anything like he's never had anything to say about anything right. ever and then now
1: now you want to make a you got something to say LeBron. and then remove
0: yourself from it right but what here's
1: I the thing know. So, so the backstory of what happened, just in case somebody is tuning in and they don't know, you know, LeBron James opened up his, um, school in Akron, Ohio in his hometown. And it was all a reason to um, LeBron, I, I talked about it last week, but, um, so he went on Don Lemon's show on CNN and they did an interview and in the interview, he spoke about, Uh, 45 and he it wasn't pleasant but it wasn't anything that he could have said you know and so 45 comes out and he tweets about lebron and basically he says lebron is nothing and you know he's he's not better than michael jordan or whatever michael jordan comes out in support of lebron allegedly and he says oh lebron james is doing something good for his community negro his His community. community it you correct me if I'm wrong because at the last time I checked, I thought Michael uh uh Jordan was a tall, black, bald head man that wore bad jeans and hoop earrings. Now, was that the Michael Jordan that mm-hmm. you know or, or what? He is brown. Okay. So he is his a part community. Of, I mean, maybe
0: he doesn't want to be in the community. Well, maybe he obviously he doesn't, doesn't want to be in the community if when you And he doesn't identify with our community. Well what does
1: he identify with? I, you got black maybe kids, he said you
0: black maybe when he said his community, maybe he meant Akron, Ohio.
1: Okay.
0: I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna give him even though he doesn't stand up for anything and then when the one time you stand up for something it's like what you know what I mean but anyway so I'ma say that. Maybe he when he said his community, he meant Akron Ohio. Because Michael Jordan's not from Akron, Ohio.
1: Well, you know what? That's, you might be onto something with that. But the way that it was interpreted, interpreted was that he was talking about the black community. And the fact that Michael Jordan has never said anything, has never stood up for the black about community. About anything just, ever. Right. So it just fed into into really? what people thought that he said not to mention the fact that this is here's the thing you don't have to be like LeBron James you don't have to do nothing for your community whatever community you grew up in you don't have to be uh, one of those athletes who hold the flag leads the charge you know you don't have mm-hmm. to be a Shannon Sharp that uh, has an opinion about everything and his opinion is usually on the uh, side of mm-hmm. the brothers and the sisters uh, his own you know I love you don't have to be like, Sharp you don't have to be like that but at the end of the day if you're not gonna do that don't say nothing because a man who stands for nothing falls for anything you know and, and stand for something and so if you ain't gonna stand with us as I previously said then don't say shit agreed yeah so listen cause you know I'm gonna rank but moving on from that, <laughs> now we gotta <laughs> talk about some other coons it's too much it's too mm. much listen let's talk about um John Gray. Oh, Pastor God. John Gray, who was formerly of the Joel Osteen's church in Houston, Texas. And now he leads mm. his own church in South Carolina. Him and his wife also have a show on the own network. Um, what's called the book of John Gray, the book of John Gray. Now, what, what are our thoughts on John Gray? Wait, wait. For those who don't know, John Gray, along with several other pa- black pastors, went and met with 45. hmm The reason why John Gray was singled out is for a number of reasons. Because A, you're known... You know, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know Johnny Mm -hmm. May, uh, the other pastor that was at the uh, table. But I do know you Mm -hmm. because, again, you are well-known. You were in a huge church, a mega church, Joel Osteen's church, and you have the show on own. And so, of course, you were singled out. Then you gave this long message on why you went. So what's your thoughts on it? Uh,
0: Two things. That I say often. One is in life, you have to learn from other people's mistakes. Right. You're not going to live long enough to make all the mistakes yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Learn (laughs) from other people's mistakes. Right. John Gray, where have you been? Under a rock? Right. Like, come on. That's number one. And number two, stop using the Bible to validate your bullshit. Hello. Stop it. Now stop it. Because if everybody wants to be somebody, and this is why people don't go to church anymore. Exactly. This is why people don't go to church anymore. There's a distinct, and it should, it's a distinct separation of church and state. Mm -hmm. The preacher man has no business Mm -hmm. in politics. Mm -hmm. You're either one or the other. If you want to pray for, if you want to pray with, if you want to pray in, if you want to pray at, whatever, then let them come to you because it says the doors of the church are always open and not the other way around right so And that's my thing. Stop using the Bible. If Donald Trump came to his church as a visitor and stood up and said something and he said, Mm -hmm. let me pray for you, president, that is your role as the pastor of that house to pray. But you going out and you ain't lying for all these people that went out. No, what yes, no. you tr- you thought you was gonna be a little better. Oh look at me, I made it, oh I'm a pastor, uh-huh. and now the president is inviting me, and the president is just looking for any goon, any coon that'll say, Oh, I'll go, I'll go.
1: Yes. Goofy. I'm er- like you said And that's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm hurt listen I'm hurt. like you said learn from other people's mistakes since uh 45 has come into office he has used all black people as a photo op you were just one of the uh, every chosen single one, one who is now in the photo op. What what irked me the most about the whole situation was not that you went, but it was that your justification of going. But they all have a justification. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. I've said this many times on our 27 episodes, and I'm going to say it again. If you believe in something, stand firm in that. If you believe, whatever it is that you got going on, you racist, be racist, stand firm in it. Don't give me the apology afterwards. So if you felt like this is something... In his, in his justi- justification and what he wrote on Instagram, the long paragraph that he wrote, because I read that shit, he talked sure. about how he prayed and God told him to uh-huh. go to this meeting, that he was needed, uh-huh. that a change would be made based off of it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. Now, if that's the case... Why mm-hmm. then did you come back and decide to write a paragraph apologize. to explain why you did it? Right. If you exactly. felt like it was the right thing to do because the Lord, quote unquote, told you to do it, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't apologize for nothing. Because when the Lord that's tells right. me to do anything, I'm doing it and I ain't justifying it with nobody. I ain't calling nobody saying, girl, guess what he told me? You think I should do it? No. If that's what you do and that's where you led mm-hmm. me, then that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so, John Gray, be honest, sweet. If, own it. if you went there it's another lesson in this always listen to the black woman because your black ass wife told you don't go they ain't gonna receive it right now whether she told you don't go because they ain't gonna receive it right she, what she said that was most important in there is don't go. You see what happened to all of the people that went. You went in there about prison reform. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong and I could be very wrong because I don't go to John Gray's church, but I have listened to a mm-hmm. lot of John Gray's sermon. I've watched his show, etc. I have never in the time that I've listened to this man heard you speak about prison reform. Now, are you Mm -hmm. interested in prison reform? Maybe. Are you going around (laughs) preaching the, the gospel of prison reform? I ain't never heard it. So now all of a sudden you sitting at the table for prison reform? Well. You're being used. Well. You are being used. And instead of you just being okay with being used. And this was another thing. You know the pastor that's the black pastor and, and I say pastor very loosely that is on mm-hmm. um, 45's payroll. I, I don't know the man's name. If y'all need it, I'll let you know next week. But the one who's always shucking and jiving with his shiny suits and shiny hair and big ass mustache, uh he 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 was at the table talking about uh 45 is the, the most uh what did he say? He was the 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 president that was going to be about black people he was the one who was leading the charge because Obama didn't do it he ain't do nothing for us this is going to be the most pro black president that we ever seen and so John Gray then in turn incorporated that in his uh, paragraph he was like oh and by the way I wasn't the one who said this that and the third at the table if you really felt good about what you did sweetie you wouldn't even said that so you want us to know it was all right that I went to the table but don't I wasn't that one no then you was all up in it you was with him you with him you with it you look dumb you with it and I ain't watching the show no more because if he was a man and he was like this is what it was I would ride with you boo because that's what it is but you can't even do that I don't have no sympathy for nobody that's apologizing after the fact when I say what I say about people I mean that shit
0: you do, and you must really be angry because you said your black ass wife. And I just want to say, podcast family, I like aventer Gray. Avantra Gray, I like her. I think she's a great balance for him. For him, and I like what she brings to the show. I like how she runs her family. I like her family dynamic, and I'm not surprised that she would uh, encourage her husband, you know, to rethink the matter. Um. So Aventure, you my girl. Aventure, you all right, but I
1: ain't looking at your show no more either.
0: With the, uh I mean that's that's fine. I'm just saying you was like his black ass wife told him, man. Well, I, just I, knew really, that was I out said that in the, was the <laughs> You got a black
1: wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. don't forget that your black wife told you, yo, black people are not going to receive this well. Exactly. And you, and you seen that they didn't. And I, and like you said, stop using the Bible as to justify mess. your bullshit. Like That's it's right. mess and it is what it is. But girl, cause I'm getting mad just thinking about it all over. Again. You are,
0: you are very upset because okay, got I, just can't, else?
1: I can't with these people. yo. All right. So the last and final thing that I wanted to talk about was gender roles. Amen. So I was driving to DC on um, last Friday with some friends and we were having this conversation about gender roles. And uh, so I don't even know how it came up, but a friend was telling me how, when we had that big snow, that Mm -hmm. her brother-in-law went outside and shoveled his car but didn't shovel her car. So I was oh. like, what? I couldn't believe it. Like I my mouth just dropped. But the icing on the cake was she told me that her boyfriend at the time got out and he shoveled his car and didn't shovel her car. And, 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 mm. and so I was like, and he was your boyfriend afterwards?
0: Mm. I could not. Yo, her vagina must be trash.
1: I could not believe it. And so, I'm <laughs> sorry, Yes, I'm telling your story on the podcast. I couldn't believe it, because she listens. I couldn't believe it. And so, it, it, it you know, popped off this whole conversation about gender roles. Because I was saying, like, if, if a man gender? is, I shovel my snow now because I'm single. It's, I couldn't imagine a man living in here, or being in here, or visiting here, or anything here. And you ain't go outside and shovel the snow. It got us on the conversation of pumping gas. Now you know in New Jersey, we don't pump our gas. So I never had to really worry yeah, about yeah. it. But now that I live here, I hate with a passion pumping gas. And I said, like, mm-hmm. when I think about wanting a man, I want a man for a lot of reasons. And one of the main things are shoveling the snow, pumping gas. Cause like I see chicks all the time outside like, pumping gas, and I see that man sitting in the car, and I always say mm. to myself, I be like, oh, he must be in a wheelchair. Damn, that's a shame. Right. Because <laughs> it's no other logical reason.
0: That's right. I don't care what the relationship is. Right. I don't care. Whether you have to have a physical or intellectual, a severe intellectual disability or physical disability that you are sitting in the car and I'm out here pumping. People, I don't pump Even when I go... Yes, exactly. Even when I go places where women have to—well, not just women, but you have to pump your own gas. Like when I go to Virginia to visit you or my sister, or whatever. If I go to my sister's house, I'm like, "Hey nephew, I gotta go get gas. Like, come on." And if not, I get gas on Sunday when a lot of nice people from church is out at the gas
1: station. Pumping
0: gas. Let me tell you something. Can you pump a gas? Because
1: I'm not pumping gas. Listen, I do it because I don't have have a choice. But if I had a choice, I would never Mm -hmm. do it. You know I didn't even learn how to pump gas until I moved here. The first time... They don't have
0: any full service gas stations? No.
1: Not in my... Uh, Not where I live at. And so uh, I was telling them a story of when I was home the last time my tire was low, right? I had literally uh just dropped my brother off. And me, my niece, and my mom, we went to my mom's house. And so when I got Mm -hmm. out of the car, I was like, damn, my tire is low. It's pouring down raining. So I called my brother. Mm -hmm. I said, yo, my tire is low. I'm on my way back to get you. You think it's going to make it? He was like, yeah. I said, because I need you to go to the gas station and check the levels on the tire. So I'm telling Mm -hmm. them, they like, you went all the way back to get them? Yes. 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 Who was going to check the pressure on the tires? Me? In the rain? Uh uh, (laughs) no I wasn't listening I wasn't raised like that I'm not I'm not one of those women who feel like oh I'm a woman I could do anything that you could do realistically we know that we could do anything that a man can do and we could do it better we know that but do you want to who
0: wants to exactly I don't take out the garbage I have a son for that and I there's just I believe in gender roles first of all let me say that I believe in gender roles. I, I there's just certain things I don't want to do, and I'm not going to do them. You know, I'll pay somebody to do it. Right. And that's how it is. And in relationships, I certainly uh, believe. Now, I don't. I'm not saying I'm out out here like it's the 1950s. Like, how was your day, dear? Let me get your food, dear. Whatever. But I don't mind cooking a meal. I don't mind cleaning up. And if I don't want to clean up, I don't mind paying somebody to, to do, do it, it for it. me. But for things that require strength and heavy lifting or getting dirty or protection. That is like what men do. And I just, yes, that's, that's what you do. Um,
1: Yeah. I think, you know, nowadays I, I, we, we, we brought up the topic. I, like I said, I don't remember what we was talking about. But all the time I read on social media, and it, it made me think about it um, when I said that I wanted to talk to you about it. I always hear on um, social media about toxic masculinity and how, you know, I don't want this, and I don't want that, and I don't believe in gender roles, and you should be able to do this, and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm going to be in that next box because... Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Y'all, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, uh-uh. no, 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 no. And so, you know, I can't pronounce her name, so I'm not going to, I can't pronounce her name, so I'm not going to try. But the lady who wrote Americana. Um, it's a a book that was on Obama's reading list for the summer. Uh Her, you know, Mm -hmm. she's a a big feminist and she did an interview and she was talking about how about holding a door, you know, and she was talking about like I like when people hold the door for me, but I don't think that it's a requirement. And I'm just like, girl.
0: Well, it's not a requirement from I like when people hold the door for me as well, and it's not a requirement. For anyone who is a stranger, but if I have a man, or if I'm with my brother, or my uncle, or my dad, or, you know what I mean, they're holding the door. Even Jiggy holds the door. Right. He'll rush you, but he'll hold the door. Right. Like, come on, Deja, I'm trying to be a gentleman. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but Yes. I thought that that a was stranger, just a, no, but yeah,
1: yeah. a stranger is not required, Jeez. but if you, I believe in gender roles. I mean, that's just, we'll, we'll finish it up with that. I believe in gender roles before we get out of here for this week. We, uh, did that shit podcast was chat was faced with a challenge, uh, from a fellow podcaster on, uh, social media on our Instagram and that podcaster, um, damn it. Jesus, don't, I'm going to say your name. I'm so sorry. I just drew a blank and I will say it. I'll tweet it out or Instagram it out when we post it. But anyway, that podcast um, gave us a challenge of uh, telling why we podcast. Why do we podcast? And so we were supposed to mention it in our episode. And so to close out, we just want to uh, give a little, you know i'll let you go why do we why do you podcast because i can't speak for you and for us but why do you podcast oh you're asking me first yeah because like i said we did that shit was um you know uh tagged in the challenge and so i said yes we will participate and all we had to do was say why we podcast so why do you podcast
0: well well why do i have to go first
1: Okay, I'll go first. Jeez Louise, we trying to wrap this thing up. So I I just wanted to, I'll say that for me, Maya, the reason why I podcast is a number of things. I like to talk. You can hear that from the show every week. Um, It's a good way to get your thoughts out, um, to comment on the shit that's going on. Uh, It gives me and my cousin something to do, uh, to be in like, you know, business together. We always said that we wanted to do something with each other. And so now this is that something we'll go on to do many more things together. Uh, also we talked about this on our first episode ever. I always was very interested in like, um, entertainment blogging and vlogging and that type of thing and just never did it even though people said you should do this all the time never did it and so now here we are podcasts are popular I think that it's a, a great outlet and a great tool um to get your messages out and so because I wanted to do something in that field never did it but now here we are and the last thing is I'm getting ready to go into my next box. I keep talking about mm. this next box and because I'm getting ready to my next box, I feel like God is pushing me into my next phase. And I don't know if the, the podcast is definitely leading me into knowing that I could take something from the ground up and make it flourish. And so that is um, has really been amazing. And um, so my next box, I can't wait to see what's going to happen.
0: Oh okay, I should have went first.
1: <laughs> you can you can you can say you can say and I agree and we can wrap this thing up. But if you got something to say, say it.
0: I mean, I do agree. The reason I podcast now is very different from the reason I agreed to do the podcast Mm -hmm. at first when the offer was brought to us i was like ha 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 let's do it we're always talking we're always bantering um you know like you said you're very everybody even me said you should be a blogger or a vlogger or you know you're always into current events anytime anything happens i'm always calling you like yeah what happened with that Mm -hmm. like like they call you first so and it was you know, the idea seemed fun. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking to have some fun and do a new thing. And that's why, that was the reason that I agreed to start the podcast. But now that we're actually doing it, the reason I podcast is because I feel like in my life and in my experiences, um, there are ideals and solutions and um, situations that people need to hear Mm -hmm. that even though a lot of people we experience a lot of things some people interpret things one way some people interpret things another way and I'm not saying that my opinion is absolute but what I'm saying is I for the most part am a positive person mm-hmm. and when I say we did that shit I really mean that we have done a lot of shit mm-hmm. and I just want people to know that you can really overcome anything mm-hmm. you know so sometimes when we talk about these topics they seem you know ratchet or not relevant or anything like that but a lot of these things are relevant mm-hmm. to everyday life mm-hmm. and people um, people with who feel they have small voices you know you're not the only person that thinks like that and you will be heard you can be heard and so that's the reason why i podcast
1: see you had a reason and it was good and so (laughs) nothing wraps it up more than that and before i get out of here i do apologize but it was the crystal clear show who originally uh, posed the idea, and then it was TCBL Podcast who tagged us on Instagram and asked us to uh, do the Challenge of why Podcast. So, uh, shout out to them. Thanks for thinking of the show, and we're going to go ahead and get out of here for this week. We hope that you enjoy us just talking, catching up on the shit that we uh, had on our mind and what we had going on since we haven't talked for two weeks. Remember that you can follow us on all social media platforms at We Did That Shit. As the B said in the beginning of the show, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At We Did That Shit is one word. I put up an Instagram story today about us reporting, and I said on that Instagram story to make sure that you leave us some topics that you wanted us to talk about. Make sure that you always comment. I mean, excuse me, be sure that you can always comment. Under our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram on some topics that you want us to talk about, or shoot us the email. We are at we did that at gmail.com. It's we did that at gmail.com. Remember, you can always follow me on my uh, personal Twitter. It's mymy13, that's mymy13.
0: And I'm at the Amina, that's B I B B I A M I N
1: A. Yeah, so we'll be here again same time next week. Remember, a new episode drops every Monday and we can be found on every platform that you listen to your favorite podcast. Yes. Remember, be great this week. Do that shit.
0: I love you, Maya.
1: Love you too.